Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. He kōnai pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Nā mihi nui. I'm Alison Balance and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ. The Marsden Medal is awarded by the New Zealand Association of Scientists for a lifetime of outstanding service to science. This year, it's been jointly awarded to marine scientist John Montgomery at the University of Auckland and biochemist Warren Tate at the University of Otago. I asked Warren how he describes what he does these days. I'm a biomedical scientist who works on unexplained diseases where we don't have therapies like Alzheimer's disease and ME-CFS, myalgic encephalomyelitis, which affects about 20,000 New Zealanders. But perhaps 20 or 30 years ago, what would you have said? Uh, 20 or 30 years ago, I would have said I was a discovery molecular biologist, just looking into the cell, uh, actually focusing on protein synthesis and finding out new things about it. And I managed to find two or three novel things. That sounds remarkable to me. Would you like to tell me about these discoveries? What was the first one you made? Well, the first one was my first genetic engineering experiment, cloning a gene, and we discovered this gene had a very unique structure which had never been found before, which was a stop protein synthesis signal in the middle of it. And it turns out we had stumbled upon, purely by chance, a new method of gene regulation, which is called by the long name translational frame shifting, where the cell organelle, the ribosome, which is actually reading the code in, the, in a messenger RNA, slips. Normally it has to keep very much in frame, and that's the whole principle by which we can make proteins in the cell that are real and what we want. But uh, in this case, in, a ver- in one in ten passengers, the cell organelle slips on this particular site, and that's where translational frame shifting occurs. And so you either terminate the synthesis of the protein or you can get a different product. And it turns out that actually HIV uses this mechanism. So when we discovered it was novel and then it was discovered, although in biology it's very rare, viruses actually quite often use it. And so that took me on to working on HIV. So I moved from being just simply a discovery molecular biologist to actually some really important implied problems. So why does the virus use it? What does it allow the virus well, to do? Well, the, the great thing from the virus's point of view, and any virus really, it needs to be very economical in the way it does things. So it can have a very small genome, and it has to make its structural proteins and enzyme proteins in just a, a critical ratio. So it uses this mechanism to make a big protein and then chops it up, and it shifts at the site so it gets just the right... Uh, ratio for its structural and enzyme protein. So it's a kind of a brilliant uh, thought process that went behind the evolution of this mechanism for the virus. So once you understood this was going on in protein synthesis, what did you think it might allow you to do? What we then became interested in was in the viral biology. I didn't really know too much about HIV biology and realised this was actually a vulnerable point 
in uh, the biology which hadn't been exploited any of the attempts of developing drugs against HIV. So we, we actually started a drug uh, discovery uh, program and we developed assays where we could do high throughput screening of chemical compounds to try and see if we could modulate this event. We did this in collaboration with the Walter and Eliza Hall high throughput chemical screening unit in Melbourne and we have actually now isolated compounds which can modulate the event. The interesting thing is the biotech industry which for a long time was interested in developing new compounds to have in the toolbox to combat this illness are now more interested in actually things which will totally clear the virus from humans. So um, uh, although we've had quite a lot of discussion with biotech industries at the moment, it hasn't been taken up. So frame shifting was your first discovery. What was your yeah. second discovery? Well, from that actually came a, a second dis- a discovery about the genetic code, and that was that the genetic code, which was solved in the late 1960s, is a beautiful expression of, uh, of genetics and protein synthesis where there are 64 boxes of a triplet code and, and all of those specify something. And for stopping protein synthesis, there were three of these boxes, triplet, uh, three-letter words in a way, that were seemed to be for stop. And so the dogma for 30 or 40 years was that the signal for stop was, was just three letters. And what we found with the fact that the, uh, the stop uh, signal was actually decoded by a protein, not a tRNA in protein synthesis, as, as the amino acid code words are, I always thought when I was a young scientist that there wasn't any reason why it had to be a three-letter code. And so knowing that it was decoded by a protein, we actually looked to see whether the signal was bigger. And we found that, in fact... Um, there's a, it's more like a sequence element which specifies stopping and protein synthesis and the, f- the base following the three letters is critically important. And in fact the stop signal, which many people in, uh, throughout the world thought was the boring part of protein synthesis, turns out now the stop signal is probably the most interesting signal because you can regulate its efficiency and other events come in and translational frame shifting is one of those. Although HIV doesn't have a stop signal in there, uh, the first example found in viruses, Rouse sarcoma virus, which is another retrovirus, does have a stop code on. And so if it's a, what we, we've now called a weak signal, then the decoding organelle in the cell, the ribosome, stalls at that site and there's time for this slippage event to occur to change its frame. So the second discovery then really was that the stop signal is not as specified by the genetic code. This was very hard to convince the scientific world about this because it had been in every textbook for X number of years, but now that's generally accepted, and particularly the base following, which has a really important role in regulating the stopping event and and allowing alternative events to occur. And it's even being exploited today to, to expand the genetic code, so the stop codon is being used so to incorporate new kind of amino acids into proteins. Now, congratulations on the Marsden Medal, which I understand has some particular significance to you. Yes, yeah, so the Marsden Medal was won uh, by my brother in 2005. My brother was a land care scientist who worked on 
climate change and carbon recycling, and that was for his significant contribution in a broader context to science. Uh, sadly, last year he developed motor neuron disease and died earlier in the year. And so when I was asked to nominate for this medal, it just seemed like an incredibly appropriate way to honour his memory and honour his contribution to science. And I wasn't thinking in terms of winning, I just thought the act of uh, accepting nomination, you know, for me was a very important uh, thing to do. And so now the fact that no, I'm the joint winner, and uh, you know this makes it even more kind of special. So I don't know if there's any other brother combination that have won this medal before. You're being awarded it. It recognises a lifetime achievement. As someone who has worked, you said, 50 years in this field, what do you say to your students when they first start? Do you have words of advice for them? Well, I do. Actually, for me, one of the things which really strongly influenced me as a young scientist was an essay in Time magazine on the essence of science. And it said that science is one of the highest callings that, uh, of human endeavour, but that scientists themselves had to protect it and nurture it and look after it. And this was because there were a few examples around at the time of fabrication of scientific data and things like that. And the other thing that I took from this was it said... Good scientists are people that do good science, but outstanding scientists are people who uh, nurture and train young scientists and make sure that they're helping to create new outstanding science that can actually carry on the discipline. So that fitted with the feeling of what I wanted to do in science. I've always had that philosophy. So apart from my own scientific research really the most fulfilling thing for me has been to nurture young scientists and my proudest moments in science really are actually hearing about them you know, and their successes on the international stage and so now I have had over 100 postgraduate students and many of them are in top academic and biotech positions throughout the world and I have a number of actually at the University of Otago people in academic departments now doing extremely well who are my former students. So, you know, that's great pride. Thanks, Warren. Warren Tate is in the biochemistry department at the University of Otago and is joint winner of the 2018 Marsden Medal. I'm Alison Balance and this Our Changing World podcast first aired on RNZ on the 15th of November 2018. Online, we live at rnz.co.nz slash our changing world. You'll find this story there, the audio as well as a written feature and useful links. There are also podcasts. They are free and they are in all the usual places that podcasts live. Other current RNZ podcasts to look out for are Black Sheep, which is about New Zealand history, the suffrage podcast Beyond Kate, and Two Cents Worth, which is a weekly chat about things to do with business and the economy. You'll find us on Facebook and Twitter at RNZ Science. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. 
To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.